Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday, the 29th of July. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Laura Cook. Pope Francis concludes his apology tour in Canada. The pain and shame that we experienced must be an occasion for conversion, never again. And a bus falls down a ravine in Nicaragua, killing at least 13 migrants. What happens is, is that drivers are not cautious, and if you send them signals to make them stop, some slow down, but sometimes they don't. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in Canada, where on Friday, Pope Francis will conclude his week-long apology tour across the country for the role that the Catholic Church played in the running of the government-backed residential schools. On Thursday, the Pope spoke at the Notre Dame Church in Quebec City, apologizing for the treatment of over 150,000 Indigenous children who were taken away from their families and forced into residential schools between 1870 and 1996. And thinking about the path of healing and reconciliation with the Indigenous brothers and sisters, the Christian community should never again allow itself to be contaminated by the idea that there is a culture superior to others and that it is legitimate to use means of coercion against other people. The children sent to these schools were starved or beaten for speaking their native language, and many were sexually abused in a system that Canada's Truth and Reconciliation Commission has called a cultural genocide. The Pope added this to his apology, along with all other sexual abuse committed against minors and other vulnerable members of the Catholic Church. His visit was met by activists, who unveiled an anti-colonial banner during the Mass that read, Rescind the Doctrine, calling for the Catholic Church to rescind the papal decrees justifying the age-old doctrine of discovery, which legitimized the seizure of indigenous lands. The comments made in his speech were the strongest yet by the Pope, on the collective failure towards the indigenous people of Canada. I would like to, together with you, once again apologize to all the victims. The pain and shame that we experienced must be an occasion for conversion, never again. This comes after survivors critiqued the Pope for his address on Monday, saying that the apology fell short. We move now to Venezuela, where at least 13 people have died after a bus fell into a precipice in Nicaragua. The bus was travelling along the Pan-American Highway in Nicaragua's Esteli province. 
Police have said it was speeding and collided with two vehicles before falling down a ravine on Wednesday night. One witness, Mario Moreno Garmendia, explains how dangerous the roads can be in the area. What happens is, is that drivers are not cautious. They know that Cucamonga is not accessible as they're building barriers, but they arrive here at high speed, and if you send them signals to make them stop, some slow down, but sometimes they don't. So drivers need to be cautious, and so should be pedestrians, as they don't follow the signals. While various officials in the country have given varying death tolls on social media, the police in Nicaragua have reported 47 people were also injured in the crash. David Slomansky, Commissioner of the Organization of American States, Secretary General for the Crisis of Venezuelan Migrants and Refugees, said 15 Venezuelans had died in a message on Twitter. He added it was another migration tragedy as people tried to travel to the United States. According to the United Nations, at least 6 million Venezuelans have left their country since 2017 when it fell into an economic and humanitarian crisis, which some analysts say is exacerbated by US sanctions. On the way, an iconic soap comes to an end and an average Joe or Jane could become the next billionaire. Times of London Daily World Briefing to Puerto Rico now, where the bodies of five people were recovered from the waters near Mona Island after migrants were forced out of a makeshift wooden boat. Officials said that 66 survivors, including two minors, made it safely ashore after the human smuggling event went wrong. Mona Island, between the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, has been used for years by smugglers carrying people between them. The migrants are usually of Dominican or Haitian descent. Back in May, a vessel with Haitian migrants aboard capsized near the island and 11 people drowned during a steady increase of migrants attempting to reach U.S. shores. Joe Biden dismissed suggestions that America's on the brink of a recession. The U.S. economy contracted for a second consecutive quarter, which would meet the criteria in other countries. But the president says his economic plan is focused on bringing inflation down. Biden says the U.S. is on the right path. Our economy created more than 9 million jobs since I came to office. Our economy created more than 1 million jobs in the second quarter. The same period as today's GDP report covers. And our unemployment rate is 3.6 percent, near a record historic low. Secondly, Households and businesses, the engines of our economy, continue to move forward. A drop in output between April and June hit 0.9%. Forecasters had predicted an annual fall of 0.5%. But Biden spoke on Thursday to reassure the American people. There's going to be a lot of chatter today on Wall Street and among pundits about whether we are in a recession. But if you look at our job market, consumer spending, business investment, we see signs of economic progress in the second quarter as well. And yesterday's Fed chairman, uh, the Fed chairman Powell said, made it clear that he doesn't think the U.S. economy is currently in a recession. This comes at a critical time for both businesses and consumers who've been struggling through crippling inflation, the worst outbreak in four decades and interest on borrowing rising. 
This combination has taken a toll on the American people, who saw the consumer price index skyrocket 9.1% compared to last year, a pace not seen since 1981. And wages can't keep up, with hourly earnings sliding 3.6% from a year earlier when adjusting for inflation the 15th straight year-over-year drop. With this fear of recession leading into the November midterm elections, Biden and the Democratic Party may lose approval and could lose control of the House and Senate. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With a retirement announcement from the F1 community, here's John Jackson. Four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel has announced he'll retire from Formula One at the end of the season. The German driver says his goals have changed and he wants to focus more on family and interests outside of the sport. My goals have shifted from winning races and fighting for championships to seeing my children grow, passing on my values, helping them up when they fall, listening to them when they need me. The 35-year-old's announcement came via his Instagram account ahead of this weekend's Hungarian Grand Prix, the 13th round of the season and last race before the August break. Vettel has become increasingly outspoken on topics ranging from the environment and sustainability to LGBTQ plus rights and the conservation of bees. Fellow driver Lewis Hamilton said of Vettel, you're leaving the sport better than you found it, which is always the goal. His last race in Abu Dhabi in November is set to be his 300th of his career. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. It framed many people's lives growing up in the 80s, made stars out of Kylie Minogue, Jason Donovan and Guy Pearce, to name a few, and now it's bidding farewell after 37 years. The final episodes of Neighbours have aired in Australia, where hundreds of fans gathered to watch on a big screen in Melbourne. It'll be broadcasting to UK fans on Friday evening. Many of the show's biggest names have returned to say goodbye to Ramsey Street, where over the past four decades, the soap has seen plane crashes, bushfires, drownings, and several tearful bedside death scenes. But it's the wedding of Charlene and Scott most will remember, as 20 million viewers tuned in to what many say was the defining moment in the soap's history back in 1988. And finally, on Friday, some lucky American may join the ranks of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos as the jackpot for the Mega Millions lottery has topped one billion. The lottery is played in 45 states, D.C. and the U.S. Virginian Island, and the jackpot has been growing since April the 15th, when $20 million was won. In the Mega Millions history, two jackpots totaling over $1 billion have been won, including one in 2021. If no one wins on Friday, the jackpot will continue to grow. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 29th of July. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.